Good morning, Faith Fellowship. It's good to see you guys this morning. I saw most of you yesterday during our cookout. And those of you that I did not see, I missed you. Wish you could have been a part. But it's all good. You're here this morning. If you have your Bible, be turning to Acts chapter 20. We're going to be starting that this morning. One of the things that, you know, we were talking about, well, several of the things we were talking about last week was just about confusion and just kind of the state of this group in, in Ephesus that has heard Paul give truth, instill truth, invest that. And we see that what that leads to is ultimately with Demetrius and, you know, and that whole group and just a lot of the different things there that we kind of talked about last week, you know, and some of our, our questions were, am I being led to confusion? You know, we talked about how the word of God plays a role in keeping us straight in our minds, right? Like if you don't have that, which is what Demetrius was refusing, the truth that he had heard, that he had heard of even, uh, and still just saying like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm worried about how this affects my bottom line, so to speak, right? And how to recognize that I am confused. You know, one of those things that we're just talking about when you're in something, sometimes you don't really know. Um, but just even this, on some level, that refusal to, to really dial in to, to allow the word of God to change and transform what it is that's going on in your life. I mean, man, you're, you're in the heart of it. Uh, we want to be aware of that just as we kind of consider uh, just our walk at this day and age. I think that there are going to be some challenging, you know, times ahead, just as we look at the price of everything that we buy is just skyrocketing. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult and you're going to have to have something to lean on, to look forward to, to, to comfort you, to just keep your mind kind of on path. So we want to avoid that. And then the, the last thing we had talked about last week was how do I define uh, the fruit, excuse me, the, the fruit of confusion. And that's through strife. Listen, if I'm, if I have some issue against a brother and sister of Christ and I'm not willing to let that go, okay, I'm, I got problems. I mean, that's, that's what the fruit of that will be. And so, and, that, and just, and looking at that from Acts 19 and, and all that drama that it calls, now we find ourselves in Acts chapter 20. And I'm going to be honest with you, these first six verses that we're going to really look at are kind of like an itinerary <laughs> for travel, because uh, Paul's going to be doing quite a bit of it. And so we'll, you know, we'll talk about that. There is something that I want you to get from this. And you can see that our title this morning is Redeeming the Time. Now, why do I, why do I mention that? One thing that, you know, we'll kind of see here is redeeming the time in Ephesians 5, 16. It says, because the days are evil. Paul's ministry is about to change from what we have been used to seeing with him over these earlier chapters where he's going into places he hadn't been. He's sharing the gospel. Obviously, we know he always starts in the synagogue, and then he kind of ends up being either thrown out of there or works his way out into the streets and the markets. And so there he gets a chance to be in front of the Gentiles. This is something that he did and 
really just perfected and just understood this is how th this is going to go for him ministry-wise, right? We're still going to see this as this transition starts to take place. Now, what you're seeing as a focus for him is to go back to the places that he invested in. Because why? Well, I, I think a little bit, he's kind of seeing the writing on the wall for his own life. And he wants to make sure that there are healthy churches left behind, not just these notches on his belt, so to speak, of I planted this church or planted that church. What good would that do? The other thing, the other verse we have here, it says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. There's something about this in terms of how we make an investment in one another and what we want to do to make sure that we're kind of on the same page. Can I provoke you in a way that says that you see the mission the way I see it and the way that we should see it and that you get a part of it and you don't have to do what I do, but you should want to do something, some, some role in that. See, if there's challenge facing us, we've already had COVID and whatever else uh, that is coming our way, whether that's just the economy and the uncertainty beside that, people will jump off the train of ministry in order to focus and worry and concern themselves solely with whatever the headline is. Guys, we have to stay mission focused. We have to redeem the time. And so let's look at our text and then we'll get into uh, kind of our observations. Acts 20 verses one through six says this. <clears throat> and after the uproar was ceased, we know what that uproar is. We just discussed it. Paul called unto him the disciples and embraced them and departed for to go into Macedonia. And when he had gone over those parts and had given them much exhortation, he came into Greece and there abode three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him as he was about to sail to Syria, he purposed to return through Macedonia and there accompanied him into Asia. So Peter of Berea and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and, and Secundrus and Gaius of Derby and Timotheus, and of Asia, Tychicus, and Trophimius, uh, man, excuse me. <laughs> it's a lot going on right there, a lot of syllables. <laughs> These going before tarried for us at Troas, and we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came unto them to Troas in five days, where we abode seven days. Now you see what I mean, that this sounds like a travel itinerary, <laughs> right? You're just like, Man, and I went here, and then I went back here, and then I did this. But the things that I kind of want you to pay attention to and our observations from the text are going to be these. In verse 1, you see that there's a time to not linger. A time to not linger. In verse 2, a time to address. Things need to be discussed. We should be timely in terms of how we're doing that. Verse three, we see that's time together represented. Verse four, time to train up. And then lastly, verse six, time is short. Let you guys get those down. 
Okay. So obviously, thematically, kind of what we're looking at is time with the saints and just how we take that time and that we value it. Uh, Paul did. It's something that we can absolutely learn from him. And I think just coming off the heels of our uh, cookout, which was well attended and fun and people, you know, the kids, I mean, it was great. Uh, just I, I enjoy just watching the different groups of individuals tossing the football around or just the groupings of kids being spun by new uncle uh, uh, Justin. <laughs> and so it's great. This is great, right? And there's something about these things that obviously we must, we must value, I think, going forward. And so let's get into that first one here in terms of that time not to linger. And one, I want to read something to you. Philippians 4, 8, 9 says this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And listen, get this down. We want to stay mission-minded. The only way to do that is to focus on the thing that God says to focus on. We want to stay mission-minded. The only way to do that is to focus on the things that God has said to focus on. So why do I mention that right here? Because there are a number of things that they could have lingered on. They could have been angry and try to make a plan of attack of how they're going to get back to this Demetrius. Now, that would have been extremely unwise because we are talking about a city that was uproarious, right? And it's just a few of them. But now he could have said, well, I, I know the God I serve. Uh, we could try to do some Joshua type stuff here. But not the right dispensation, so maybe not, <laughs> right? He could have focused on... a just being uh, sad or just wanting to quit, just being tired of it. Paul has been facing these challenges time and time again. But that's not what the word of God says to focus on. And the thing that I think is so critical is that if you notice, it says, and Paul calling to the disciples, embrace them, and then what happened? Departed. Not hung out. And oftentimes what I find that is the trouble with us is we like to linger in sadness, in depression, in disappointment, in, in anger, whatever it is. Guys, we have to let it go. There are things that the Lord has for you to do. You got to depart. That train is leaving. Get on it. Again, if we just focus on the thing, whatsoever things are true, listen, the word of God is truth. And he's given it. And I can't manufacture the response necessarily that's going to just come to, to me based off of the truth that I give. I, I can't make you want it. But I know that it's true. So I'm just going to give it freely. Man, I love that that's something that Paul is about. This is why the God just departs. He understands that there is more things to accomplish than just being stuck in this place of sadness or disappointment, tired fatigue. 
man, we always will make excuses for ourselves and the various things that we'll just kind of come up with. And listen, I don't stay in a mental place longer than it's necessary. Adults, do you hear me? This is something that kids masterfully do, right? I mean, they, this is why they meet new friends. You just maybe discipline them. They still love you. It might give, you know, five or 10 minutes later and then they're back in your arms. They just want to be around you. But adults, we're, we think we are so complex and we just hang on to stuff. And what happens? The ministry suffers as a result of it. And so take note from our dear Paul that sees this need, see, is, is grateful that God moved mightily. And remember, uh, uh, Aristarchus and Tychicus are good. You good? Let's get these hugs going. All right. See ya. I got to go. Same for you. Verse two, our second observation is time to address Get this down, as parents, ministers, and shepherds, we must spend time addressing life's challenges with the word of God. As parents, ministers, and shepherds, we must spend time addressing life's challenges with the word of God. Ephesians 4, 14 through 16 says, why, this is why we're doing this. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Notice that there is a goal for what is the, the information given is to grow up into the image of Christ. I'm not just giving it arbitrarily just to give you good grandma -y type wisdom. I want to give you good biblical wisdom in order to help with that transformation into the image of Christ. Then it goes on to say, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. There is great benefit from us addressing these issues. Listen, parents. Remember, last week, I'm, I'm trying to just encourage you because a lot of you have graduates. And this is a challenging time because now you're going to try to figure out what's my role in this young adult's life. That's a weird space. Remember, jokingly, I said this is the thing where, you know, still mom and dad is still going to tell you to put your jacket on. You're like, I, you know, like I said, I have a mortgage. Ladies, stop telling me to put my jacket. I have a wife. <laughs> but mama's she's gonna still do that right and there's just something there's something about learning the art of when to address stuff because now that you have these young adults in the house sometimes you are not timely as disciples same sometimes we see something we want to address it right away and it needs to be because it's it's a safety issue it's like in school, I have to do that with my students. If there's safety on the line, I'm, hey, we don't have time to wait. But sometimes I need to just let the Holy Spirit, because, you know, I'm a little angry. I'm ready to rain down wrath. And Lord's like, no, hold up. Just hold up. Wait. Simmer down. <laughs> and then give that truth. <laughs> right? 
That way your hands will not end up around their throats, right? <laughs> and so this is, I, I have to do that in, in class where I have a short amount of time, but really, honestly, if you think about it, and let's just look at the verse here in verse two. And when he had gone over those parts, he had given them much exhortation. So now, where is he? Remember, he's in Macedonia to Greece. This would be roughly, he's in either Philippi, Thessalonica, spending some time between those two places. We know the truth of what comes out of those books. And it just made me think of something. In Philippi, biblical joy needed to be addressed. In, in Thessalonica, encouragement and clarity was given to Christ's return. Like these are the things that I'm, he's having to say to encourage them, to give them this truth. And it's timely. It hits their ear right. And now the heart is ready to receive it. But listen, if you just close your mouth up and you don't say it, you don't warn. What good is that? Mom or dad, listen, I now, okay. Let me just tell you a little truth from my household. Um, my door was never locked because I don't pay any bills is what my mom said to me, <laughs> right? And so uh, if she wanted in, she could get in. But really, I kept it open because I, I enjoyed time with her. My mom was incredibly gifted at just hearing me and getting my heart and listening to me, she was tough. And you know, I always joke about how she was in terms of how she raised me. But man, I, I could talk to her. Is that the thing that can be said in your own home? Man, Paul is giving a lot of exhortation, but if he didn't have their heart, guess what they would do? Just like the Jews would do. Bounce him right on out of there. Or just not even pay attention to what he's saying. Again, if we're going to redeem the time, you got to learn the, the skill, the craft of getting people's hearts. A lot of times we just, we see things, we want to address it, and we just want to mull over people. And they, man, it just, it doesn't come off right. And now, even though what you said was honest and truthful, it sounds like condemnation. And they're done listening. And then we can just step back and go, oh, well, you know, you're being hard-headed, da-da-da-da-da. And then, yeah, there's some truth to that, but we help, <laughs> we help get them there. Listen, I want you even to have my heart, which is why, I, you know, we enjoy the things, little events that we have here and there. And even just the times of coming over for dinner or coffee. And listen, it's not always just about, um, you know, that every time that I, I talk to you, I have to tell you, give you some wisdom or knowledge, or whatever. I still want you to just know me. If you don't, how can I lead you if you don't feel like I don't, I don't know Dale and Dale doesn't know me. So then we, we're just in the same space, <laughs> right? They say, you're not really a part of Faith Fellowship. You're just in it, okay? And so that's the thing, like, make sure that we keep that, in our minds, just as we go forward, I don't, don't just kind of read a verse like that and just assume like, oh, you know, not a big deal. It is a big deal. He has their heart. He loves them. He's the dad, spiritual father. Man, I, I pray that some of you desire to be spiritual mothers and 
and fathers to others. Our observance number three, time together. Listen, it's time to place a high value on the time we spend with each other. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta get there. You gotta, you gotta get, I'm just, I don't know how else to tell you. You got opportunities in here on Sunday morning. You got opportunities on Tuesday night. You got opportunities whenever we have events. You have opportunities for whether it's all church retreat, whatever it is. But you need to start valuing the time that we have together. Aren't you tired of when you're out in the world, you get beat up by them and their opinions and their thoughts and their ideas. And man, when I get around y'all, it's like I can actually feel normal. This is my most less guarded self. I don't, you know, I'm not on the, <laughs> just waiting for the next thing. I got to dodge this statement, this, this idea. Man, with you, this is my family. But listen, if I don't value that, I don't get the benefits from it. I miss out greatly. In Hebrews 10, 24, it says this. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Consider. Man, have you considered the individual that sits, I mean, pretty much, if I, may, if I drew a diagram of this class, uh, you guys pretty much sit in the same spot, of course, because you're adults and this is how adults operate, right? We, we get that. <laughs> I mean, in the same, you guys are in literally the same spot. The beach is always right here. There's enough room I could sit maybe right there, maybe. <laughs> can you give me an embrace brother if i sit next to you all right man yeah that's what i thought okay listen do you consider just the person that's on the same pew with you i mean have you really just considered how well do you know that individual that's on the same pew with you you don't listen you don't have to wait for me to get coffee you can invite each other there is a lot of wisdom and truth and love in this room i mean you guys are great remember I'm, I'm biased but you guys this is the best fellowship you guys are awesome <laughs> so get to know one another get to know one another first thessalonians 5 11 says wherefore comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also ye do and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you and the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Man, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men, see that none render evil for evil to, unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. I hope that you notice that there is a benefit from our love together and how the world can see that properly. See, this is why you got to consider one another. Because if you don't consider one another, then how is it that you're going to lure the lost world into what we have, a true community? We should, it should be. By definition, this should be the defining community for the world is the saints. And yet, I think that the lost world could find fault in how we treat one another and go, why do I want to be a part of that? I don't talk to my family or false community. 
like that, my metaverse community or whatever it is now, I, I don't even know. It's so crazy out there right now. <laughs> There's a thousand sub-communities. Listen, this is the only one I really want to be a part of. There is a benefit, guys. Let me remind you, in John 13, 35, it says this, this shall all men know that you are my, my disciples, if ye have love one to another. I think we should absolutely be concerned if anybody, even at the thought that it's okay that I am not good with my brother or sister. And then that I'm saying these things to the lost world. I'm laying a foundation. Now I'm going to invite them to the Bible study. You think they're coming? Let me just answer that for you. They're not coming. You are the PR person for the church, for your Bible study, for the Lord. How's that going? Verse three says, look, again, we know that he was there exhorting in Macedonia. And then it says he came into Greece and there are both three months. And we just going to hang out. <laughs> I mean, just imagine that. We're trying to kind of get something like that going for, you know, for Kenya, where we can say, let's put a key man on the ground for, what is it, Sam, six months at a time window? One month. That's right. That's right. One month windows. But even a one month window would be a blessing to that. To those people. Be a blessing to man, our dear sister. Jeanette is there doing this work, seemingly feeling by herself. Encouraged because her Bible study has plenty of people and, you know, the church has supported her. But man, having somebody there, just imagine that. If we could do that for all of the places that we want to support, we just say, hey, a month, we're just going, we're going to have somebody there with you for a month. They're thrilled when it's a week, a weekend. I, just the heart of, of Mark, anytime that we go to Tampa, is always like, man, thank you for coming. We enjoy it. They enjoy it. It's a good time. Listen, I... I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we have the right heart about our time together. It's concerning because you know what? A little bit, we got it easy here at Midtown. I mean, everything is pretty much set up. You can come if you want to. If you don't want to, it's still going to go on. But I'm telling you, we want you <laughs> to be here, everybody. I mean, it's just a good time. It's a good time. And something that I think we should consider. Something else just about this verse, just to put, you know, uh, to not to address it. You know, it says he abode there three months. And when the Jews laid wait for him as he was about to sail into Syria. One of the things about that, just so you kind of understand what's happening. Remember, that's Antioch, the church he was sent out of. So his plan was to go back to the place that he got sent out of. <laughs> the Jews know this. Because remember, at the end of all of his missions trips, he always went back to Antioch. So they know that. So they're like, I got you. We're going we're gonna to nab you. Nope. <laughs> That's one of those uh, 
it don't really say, but it's just implied of the Holy Spirit going, amen. No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> don't, just wait. You'll be in jail soon enough. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> you know, let's not, we got other stuff to do. Remember, you got a busy schedule going on here, right? And so, and then he purposed to return through Macedonia. I love that, you know, just something as a reminder, one of the scripture references for that there is just to let us, you know, remind us that Paul is still human. I think Paul, as a spiritual father, uh, very much just enjoyed the company of believers and just the work that God had put in front of him. But it is uh, critical for us to know, 2 Corinthians 7, 5, it says, for when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, and then get this, within were fears. So listen, this, I tell, why do I tell you this? I tell you these things just so you understand something kind of critical about, about how this works. I'm not asking you to do something, one, uh, as if you're a robot, where you have no challenge, there's nothing that's going to be, like, you're not going to feel like it. That's absolutely the case. Remember, I talked about, it's the Tuesday night headache that starts midday Tuesday so that you don't go to prayer Tuesday night, right? We've all had it. All of a sudden it's so bad. Something, you know, something in the house breaks. You're like, oh man, I gotta. And it's just to get you off the foundation of I'm not coming to Tuesday because, you know, my basement's flooded. Now, you know, you probably want to address that. <laughs> but you know, if it's just a trickle, like if it's going to the drain, leave it. It's still going to be there when you get back. It's just a little fountain. That's all that is. Don't worry about it. Come to prayer. We'll pray about it. Maybe the Lord will dry it up by the time you get home. <laughs> but no, listen, it's okay to still be human. The Lord doesn't tremble because you are. Right? And so it's okay. I'm, I'm just saying, like, in terms of redeeming the time, sometimes I'm not going to feel like it. Sometimes I'm not going to see the value in it. Sometimes I'm just, you know, I, maybe I just, I'm, I'm done. And then you just, man, there's something in that Holy Spirit of yours that will just keep tapping on your heart and you'll be like, oh, gone it. Guess I'm going to prayer. Even if you're late, because no, listen, don't let the, the late monster tell you to not come to prayer or church. Just come. We don't care. Nobody, Sam's not standing at the door going, ah, turn around, go back home. <laughs> no, listen, I, if work holds me up, I'm still coming. If I get that headache, I'm going to just have some coffee. Maybe that'll help when I get here. Put some value on being together. You need it. You need it. Observation number four, time to train up. Listen, I, I, I'm just, this is, this is my statement here. Shame on us if we're not ready for the opportunities that God has for us. I'm just telling you. At this point, if we're in a place where we can absolutely learn our word for ourselves and we don't take advantage of that on some level, man, I, you know, shame on us. Because God wants to use you. Remember, he saved you with the purpose to be used. And so you see something very cool in this, in this verse. And you see there who's accompanying him. 
we'll get to that in a minute here, but I want to read something. We read this all the time, but now this is just the full scope of it. In uh, 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And then it tells you something else, like I just said. Therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth, because I'm telling you, you are at war. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. And so who are these soldiers? And they're accompanying him, verse four, him unto him, him in Asia, Sopater, Berea, and, Thess and uh, the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus and Gaius and Timotheus and Tychicus and Trophimus, Trophimus. man, yes. It's the syllables kill me on that one. <laughs> Don't miss this. All of those men represent the places that he had shared the gospel. You guys get that? Critical. But now, a lot of times, and one of and uh, Matthew Henry, uh, one of the great commentators, had mentioned that you could look at this poorly on one hand and say, "What man? You got like? I mean, this is like a power, powerful team of individuals. Why are they all with you? Because, again." He's kind of seeing the writing on the wall for his own life. And so he still wants to make sure that these guys have, are instilled. The training. Listen, there's something very critical about just being here and being a part and, and doing ministry in this kind of uh, safe space before you got to get out there on your own. Even a Bible study can be a, a trembling notion for you, right? And so with protection, we can have you in Bible study and, and let you do some of the day-to-day, um, um, -day, you know, needs for that, you know, Bible study and, and kind of learn to get the heart for that. Making the phone calls, checking on people that, hey, that you have, you, you, you know, you have a, uh, the summary of last week that now you assign that to somebody else. I mean, just those little things that you want to start doing. Well, you want to do that in a safe space. We're not, listen, we're not looking to just throw you to the wolves. Well, you think that's always, I'm the perfect example of that. <laughs> the faith fellowship. Hey, this is a protected environment. You know what I have at my disposal in terms of resources? It's fantastic. And so again, take the opportunity. But here's the thing that concerns me is that some of us may not take advantage of it at all. So then there's no COD, there's no D1, there's no foundations two and three, there's no LFBI. And then you fumbling all over yourself when somebody comes to you and you wanna share truth with them and you don't really know it. And now you're guessing when really the best answer, let me just help you. The best answer is I don't know before you just start making it up. Cause then it's gonna sound like YouTube doctrine which all sounds made up. Man, listen, get trained up. Take the advantages, the opportunities. Own some of this ministry. This is all of ours together. Man, I, if, if Faith Fellowship is just solely on my shoulders, we are in trouble. I know me more than any of y'all. That would be terrible. Let me just tell you. So it can't be. So these guys got to do what they're doing. I don't, man, I'm going to kick one of them monitors 
just trying to get it started. Figure that out, please. So I don't throw it. <laughs> That's the iron worker response to everything. If a tool doesn't work, you throw it. That's no joke. <laughs> but no, seriously, man, you just, you just got to get in there and help out. We got to make sure that there's coffee up here. We got to make sure that people get greeted, that people get invited to the various Bible studies we have. Man, if you have a now, I know everybody in here pretty much knows everybody, except for, you know, Pops is in here today. But somebody should invite Pops to Bible study. You never know. He might show up. <laughs> just, you just think, oh, no, surely not. No, that's what I'm telling you. Get out of that mindset. The no, surely not. Surely not if I invite them. They just, they're going to say no. So you don't tell them anything. You're just doing a good little American Christian thing. You go to church, right? And nobody in your block knows it. You're awful dressed up. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> right? Oh, it's just assumed. Church. I thought you'd like to be nicely dressed at restaurants. I don't know. On Sunday morning. <laughs> right? Listen. Man, get trained up. Own, own part of the ministry. These guys are hanging out with dad and it's, they're having a good time getting learning the details. And then, well, we know how the Lord feels about Pastor Tim. He's going to get out there. And he will still even have to write an encouraging letter to him. Because remember, the Lord doesn't tremble because you're trembling. Man, I need rope holders in here. Hold the rope. Help me hold the rope. I got small hands. <laughs> so I need more hands to help me do that. Observation number five. Time is short. Last one. Time is short. Having a right view of time will help us not to waste it. Having a right view of time will help us not to waste it. 1 Corinthians 7, 29 through 30 says, but this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passeth away. And one of the things I want to point out to you, it says in verse 6, and we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread. And came to them to Troas in five days and where we were both seven days. Um, anybody ever travel like that where the travel time is almost as amount of time you're going to be there? That's like you in your mind, you might go, that's not worth it. <laughs> right? I, it's worth it to Paul to go and be with these guys and travel five days to hang out for seven and then probably five days to get wherever he's going next. Again, the time is short. I can make all the excuses in the world, but man, I, it's worthwhile for him to do this. This guy is making an investment because on some level he knows I'm not going to see these people anymore. He knows that. By the end of this chapter, I'm going to read that very verse to you. 
There is weeping of the group that he is eventually going to spend time with and, and how this whole thing kind of pans out. And at the end of that, that really they're sad because they're alone. This is it. We're not going to see Paul anymore. Man, I, what would happen if we actually functioned, worked, lived, served as if the Lord was returning? What would happen? Because it, pay attention to the news. I mean, the time, you know how like um, those little phony oven um, bells, they will kind of start ringing before they get to the ring. Have you ever noticed that? It's like, it's faint. It's like, and then it gets louder when it gets to it. That's what's happening right now. There's a faint sound. And a, I want to, Man, I always use, it's not because Pops is in here, I always use this, but I kind of want to be caught doing the, hey, hey, dad, I'm ready. I was vacuuming. Let's go. You want to be cleaning, not sleeping, not goofing off, not just not being mad at the body, not reading a word. The time is short. And when, oh, man, when Christ really shows up, man, it's over. Because you don't get to make the investment anymore. Now I just got to stand in front of them and get told what opportunities I could have had. Guys, listen, do not stop wasting time. I know you don't feel like it. I know your body is failing you. Mine, I have, why is my back hurt? I don't know, because I'm 40 plus. That's why. I can't let it stop me. I have to make sure that I'm doing the thing. I have to put aside relationship issues that it don't matter whether I'm right or they're right. It's just worth me being right with the Lord and making it right with them. Redeem the time. Make sure you address the things that need to be addressed in your household, in your life, in the life of those loved ones that you, you have around you. Man, addressing the gospel and giving them that? The conclusion is this. Time not to linger. Time to address things. Time together. Time to train up. And time is short. So my final question is just this, man. Whose timetable are you on? Are you on your timetable? Or are you on the Lord's? Do you actually, are you excited and concerned <laughs> for his return? That's probably about the right emotion you should have about that. Like, oh man, please don't bring up 1999. <laughs> but he is <laughs> in great detail, probably on a big screen. <laughs> You're like, oh man. <laughs> but you know what? Prayerfully, by his grace, he could mention some things that you did do. And sweet time of prayer. Sweet time you in the word. Sweet time that you, man, you shared the gospel. And you got a chance to disciple that person. Or somebody you invited to your Bible study. Or somebody you just gave a Bible to. Or what attract to, or whatever. He will mention that as well. And that's going to hold up. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, Lord, I just uh, I do thank you um, really just for the truth of your word and, and just really considering <clears throat> there's a timetable you're on. Lord, you have, you know, mapped out in your mind in terms of your return. And uh, Father, I pray that myself and, and this uh, beautiful body of believers that we would just consider that timetable, um, that Lord, it would be the motivator for everything that we do because we, Lord, we, we want to bear fruit. Lord, we want to show gratitude for what you've done on the cross uh, just simply by obeying you, that we would love one another, Lord, that we would just redeem the time because we understand we're in evil days. And so, Lord, help us to just consider that truly. Lord, I pray just against the, the excuses that we come up with from time to time. Lord, again, that we wouldn't feel <clears throat> any condemnation, but that we would just understand, um, man, playtime is over. And uh, Lord, we have time still. Lord, even if it is just for a moment to, to ponder and consider and to really just ask for forgiveness for maybe just kind of being out there. Um, Father, would you just grant mercy and give us time to do that? And uh, Lord, we just thank you um, for watching a mighty man like Paul in his life just unapologetically pursue what it is that you set before him. Uh, it is possible for a man to do. And so, uh, Lord, help us to just consider as we watch uh, dear Paul through the pages of your word and that uh, we would just consider those things for our own life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.